Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have my next guest, Andrea Tulshidas, who is the Community Engagement Manager at OutSystems. Today, Andrea talks about how to build an advocate program within your community. She takes us through the steps she took to launch the OutSystem user groups, how they've become an integral part of their community, and how they work together with their leaders to incentivize and reward. I'm so excited to have you with me today, Andrea. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for inviting me, Beth. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, let's dive right in. First, can you please describe what OutSystems is and what exactly it is that you do in your role? I'll try my best. So OutSystems is a tech company. We're based in Portugal, but we're now a global company that basically created application development platform that enables developers and enterprise companies to build very complex, very productive, very efficient web and mobile applications. So it's dedicated to developers, but because we're dealing with very difficult, very complex, very legacy-prone software, we're helping enterprise companies in their digital transformation. And what I do in the midst of this is I manage a community. I'm a community engagement manager at OutSystems, and what that means is that I lead all advocacy and engagement initiatives. Inside that, so deconstructing that a little bit, Um, It means that I deal with in-person and online events. So everything from community meetups, which we call our OutSystems user groups, or if we want to be funny about it, we call them our OSUGs. It's a funny acronym that we've created. And so everything is like OSUG leaders and OSUG events. And regarding the advocacy programs, I manage both our champions and our MVP programs. So basically just incredible programs dedicated to recognize very active, very contributing members in the community that are inspiring others to be more active, to engage, to participate, to contribute, to share their technical knowledge. And so because it's a a community of developers and I'm not technical at all, I feel like it's a dichotomy, right? Because it's like, so what are you doing there? But I think that that's part of the challenge. And and that's why I feel like I very much in my comfort zone in the engagement part, which is very much dedicated to understanding people and to really connecting with them and trying to do the best that you can and making their experience the best. And so it really, my job is really to get to know these people and connect with them. And my calendar is probably like 17 calls a day with community members, just getting to know who they are and what we can do to make their lives a little bit better. Very cool. And I think that that, I mean, you kind of summed up the purpose of an ambassador program or like one of those super member champion advocate programs is so that you can kind of have these people who know the product and who know the technical, have the technical knowledge to help people so that you can rely on them to give you feedback and really kind of advocate for the community. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I think that when we designed both programs, so I wasn't at OutSystems when we designed the MVP program, um, MVP in the sense of most valuable professionals. And they were sort of selected because they were the top experts of OutSystems. And because it's a 
technological platform, you really need to be technically expert to understand all the different features of the platform. And, and that requires time and that requires a lot of training. And so we were selecting like a dozen 20 tops because those were the people that understood everything of everything. And so it really became how do we empower these people to then activate more people to really feel interested about learning about the product? And so at the time when, when the program was designed and was kicked off, the team was a community manager of one, like a lot of teams around the world. And so she had to really delegate and really rely on these very passionate people to grow a community by herself. And so I think that this idea of creating these ambassador programs or these super user programs is really to understand one, where these very passionate people Two, how are they adding value and how are they helping to grow and to nurture your community? And then three, what are the things that you can do to collaborate with them for them to then advocate on your behalf and really empower them to act as they're an extension of your community team? That's sort of how we position them. They're our extended community team in the field. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And so what advice would you give someone who wanted to just start building a champion program from the ground up? So I did that actually. And I confess, I had no idea where to start. So I built the champions program last year and I felt like I was completely lost in the sense of what the program would be about. And I think that there are a lot of different, but very important things that you need to have into consideration. So one of them is really understand what is going to be the purpose of the program. So I always go back to the spaces model and I'm, I'm a big fan of CMX. So I always go back to that. And it really goes into understanding what's the business value that your community can contribute to. If it's support, if it's product, if it's engagement, if it's acquisition. And at this point, OutSystems is checking all that, all those boxes, which is really impressive. But we're in a way contributing to all these different business value and business goals and trying to understand how these synergies can match and can grow in terms of actually impacting the company. And so number one would be definitely to understand what it is that the program is going to do that moves the needle. So is it identifying really passionate people who are in the forums who are answering for you? And then at that point, decreasing support costs. So you don't have to have your support teams constantly in the forums. You have very passionate, very expert folks in the community answering for them, or whether it's dedicated to providing feedback to the product. So because we have a platform, which our end users are developers, there are a lot of things like bugs or improvements or nice to have features that our product team cannot guess or just assume that our community wants. So our developers are on a daily basis talking with our product teams to give them feedback, to tell them how to take into consideration improvements. And so really hone into what the program will bring value to and then figure out who those people are. So I think that that was the fun part for me, which was really getting into the data and really getting to know our community and really understanding what passionate really mean. So what is the definition of a passionate super user? And I think that above all, for your company and for your community to understand the value of the program, you need to set criteria. You need to be very clear and very consistent about what it is that is eligibility, what it means to be that super user and how that super user will then be special and will then 
serve as an example and as a motivational leader to follow. And then after that is really finding ways to collaborate and to incentivize. Because I think that at the end of the day, these ambassadors, these super users, these champions, however we want to call them, if they're going to act as an extension of our team, we need to treat them as part of our team. And so we need to understand how it is that we can build this two-way relationship where we're helping them help us, you know? And so whether it's like the typical swag that our developers love or whether it's just relationship with internal teams or like a direct communication channel with the community team, I feel like then it's much more about relationship management and making sure that you're there for them as much as they're there for you. I get very emotional every time I talk about super users. (laughs) Oh, Well, I was going to say, I mean, it makes sense to have kind of a combination of the intrinsic and extrinsic rewards, right? Mm -hmm. But I would argue that perhaps the reason why everybody wants to or why people would become a super user or a champion or want to join an ambassador program is like first and foremost, that intrinsic reason, like because I want to be seen as a leader in my space or because I want to give back to a community that's given me so much. You know, it's that like the warm, fuzzy feeling of helping. And then the extrinsic like swag, stickers, t-shirts, mugs, free tickets to stuff like that's the cherry on top. That's like an awesome added bonus. And so how do you decide what you're going to reward your ambassadors with? Do you have like surveys? Do you just ask them? How did you decide? Yeah. So I think that at the end of the day, you'll never know what you should do until you talk to the people that you're going to be rewarding or giving benefits to. And I think that, so I want to just share a really cool story from an MVP that just celebrated 10 years with us. He's one of the nicest guys that I've worked with and he's just awesome. He's so passionate. He's super technical. He writes blog posts. He's online moderating. He's one of our leaders from the user group. So he's like literally doing everything at the same time that he has a full-time job being an systems developer. And so he made this video where he shared his journey with OutSystems. And at the end, he just said, like, this is my feeling of belonging, of being part of something bigger that just makes me feel so rewarded and so humbled and so grateful. And so we were just like, we need to shower this person with love. And so we just, it was the first time that we created very special swag for someone in the community, just dedicated to him. So we built a poster that celebrated 10 years. We did a t-shirt. We did like, I even Googled the anniversary thingies. Like when you celebrate a 10th anniversary, you should give like a tin gift because it symbolizes endurance and so we built a tin mug for him to celebrate his 10th anniversary and so all of this to say that I think it really shows how much you care about people if you listen to them and how much you reward and incentivize their behaviors to then consequently they feel like they're part of a family instead of just like a group or instead of just like representing a, a brand, I think that it's very it's very difficult for a person to get to that point where they disconnect from the product and become part of a, a family, a group, a community, let's say. And so the way that we look into that is literally what would motivate you to being the best community member that you can. 
And so that's why, depending on different areas of contribution, because we're not expecting our super users to contribute into all of them, we try to understand what it is that is going to push them to be super participative and contributing, but also feel excited to do it. And so let's say, for instance, we have super users that are always creating content. They want to create documentation. They want to write articles. They sometimes do it on their own personal mediums. And so the way that we've tried to support them is giving them access to our technical knowledge team. So folks that are our technical experts that are reviewing their content, that are helping them, that are supporting them. We even have a champion that has been given a book deal to write about OutSystems and our technical knowledge team just jumped at the opportunity and said, like, we'll help you wherever we can. We'll even like guide you and connect you to experts. And so that's what drives them, right? That's what makes them want to be part of this community and feel like they are special and they're seen and they're heard. And so we really go into understanding what it is that makes people want to be part of this. And then we give all the swag. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, swag is just like at the end of the day, it's like, yes, you'll get a t-shirt for doing this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, I feel like I could talk to you for way longer because I also want (laughs) to learn about your onboarding process and like how you, you know, divvy up these rewards and all these sorts of things. But this is a short bite-sized podcast. And so we only have time for one more question. (laughs) I talk a lot. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been very good. Very actionable. I feel like the advice you gave for building a champion program is like very much a framework that people could use. So thank you for that. But last question, and I ask everybody this, who is a community builder in the industry that you would love to grab lunch with? I don't know if someone has said her name. I feel like I'm such a fangirl. I'm such a groupie of hers, but I would love to grab lunch with Holly Firestone. For multiple reasons. One, because I idolize her in the most beautiful and positive sense. Because So I follow her on Twitter and I feel like she is very tenacious and she has no filters. And I feel like I'm the same. And so I feel like we would connect really easily, but that's not, the, that's not even the main reason. I think that Holly has been such a go-getter. She started as a community coordinator. She's freaking VP of community at this point. And I think that she has never given up on building and figuring out where she can be the best she can be as a community builder. I think that the best thing that she has is that she builds people up. And so she's not just a community builder by heart, but she connects people at the same time. So she's the first one to amp folks that she's working with or that she's worked with in the past. And Besides that, I think that she has so many ideas, so many experience. Like I've literally read all her articles of things that she did in the past. And I just, I'm just like, can I copy all of that? Like, do I have the bandwidth to do everything that she's done? And something very funny, which is I tune into the In Before the Lock podcast from Erica and Brian. And there was one podcast that they talked about Holly Firestone. And they mentioned Kaigo's song, Firestone, like Firestone. And so every time people talk to me about Holly Firestone, I sing that song. And so I think that a lunch between the two of us would be endless and fun and filled with ideas and would make my life or 
my career as a, as a community professional, let's say like that. I'm going to tone down the drama. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that I can confidently say that Holly Firestone is probably blushing at listening to this. (laughs) So thank you so much for sharing, Andrea. I'm sure Holly would love to go for lunch with you after that. (laughs) Thank you again so much for joining me today. It was so nice to have you and chat. Yay! Thank you, Beth, for having me. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. <laughs>